Gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Hot. My name is Ben Lomas, and with me always uh, on a weekly basis is Bill Rook Jaya Singer. Hello, buddy. Uh, very good. Uh, very good. That, 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 that is a great intro. It made me laugh. Well done. I don't know why. It just came out of nowhere. Um, I've got energy. I've got energy. Good, man. We need energy, especially because we're recording uh, in the morning. Uh, and, uh, you know, you and I are surprised. People will be surprised to find out I'm an early bird. I get up at about, I don't know, 6.37 usually. Yeah. Uh, and But the difference between, we, so we get up at the same time, you and me. Uh, the difference is I grab a coffee and a puzzle book and you have... Uh, you, you, <laughs> you have humans to feed. <laughs> I have humans to feed, but I have the sauna first before the human. Ah, nice one. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're feeding your soul and then you feed your children. Um, <laughs> we have a brilliant guest, uh, yes. a really good friend of ours who we gig a lot with uh, at the Comics Lounge, but also we seem to bump into each other in WA as well really? <laughs> on similar schedules. Uh, please welcome the very, very funny Kelsey D. Almeida. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being here, not just on the pod, but in Australia. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't the plan, but here, I, know. I mean, I could have done this from the UK at a much <laughs> more convenient time, I'll be honest with you, than 9am in the morning. Uh, <laughs> well, the question is, have, have you slept yet, Kelsey? Have you gone to bed yet? I've had a couple let, of hours. Yeah. Let's 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 go step by step. Let's go first of all. Uh, I think people will be fascinated to know that you arrived in in Australia in Melbourne just before uh, around um, early 2020. Yeah, fe- February 15th, 2020. There you go. Just the day after Valentine's Day. Why not? Just oh, have yeah. a romantic dinner in, oh, in England it. and then in, come down. Yeah, in the air actually. Yeah, yeah all right, was, okay. That was lovely. What was the air flight on a Valentine's Day like? Did the the pilots? Because well, I've done New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and there's a lot of like, oh, it's now New Year where we're flying over. Happy New Year! And then it's like, oh, now it's New Year where we just left. Happy New Year! Like, yeah. Do you know, know they... I I've done it twice, and oh. both times fuck all has happened. Oh really? Oh, can I can I swear on this podcast? How absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, I'll keep yeah. it to a, I'll keep it to a minimum. <laughs> I was going to say, what kind of stupid kind question is that? <laughs> <laughs> I've flown during uh, Ramadan, and uh-huh. I, I I flew on um oh what oh Royal Brunei, and I think I'm pretty sure it was Royal Brunei, but I I got an email before that seems you know uh, uh as we have a Muslim client tower. We might be serving in-flight food wow. or flight. Jeff, but fuck, you can always count on one fucking Christian English guy unwrapping a tuna sandwich, like an hour into flight, and I, I just be respectful because I was great. I'll just eat before yeah. the flight. There's no no problem might, at all. I'll, but um, well, I actually thought that was quite a nice I'll, thing. On the one hand, I. In a Muslim household and knowing, even though I'm not Muslim myself, I know how important Ramadan is and how much, you know, it, it means to Muslims. Um, and I've also done so I know how tough it can be, uh, the fasting. But at the same time, there is a thing in that I, I might push back a bit on that saying, we don't know what that dude's story was. He might be diabetic. He might have a specific kind of requirement that he needs to eat something at this point. Otherwise, you know, the flight, I, I don't know the answer. So I think Really, at the end of the day, as long as you're not infringing on someone else's, mm-hmm. you know, do. If you have chosen to fast, you need to be able to 
someone else having a snack or eating at that time. Because like, for example, my uncle ran a shop uh, where he sold food and he would fast, even though he's delicious. Mm. I mean, like the smell in the whole house was like permanently delicious and awesome, uh, which is why I have, you know, was a childhood obesity. <laughs> but <laughs> but I still think that, you know what I mean? The, the, the onus was on you. If you choose to fast, you have to figure out yeah. and you can't get other people to that's around you that's the point that's how my family so, was, you, I, I, you know something I mean? weird about me that I, I i forget a lot and people always find it weird but um when You're i was Muslim. a teenager oh. I, no 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 <laughs> i'm a, i'm christian but i actually i actually fasted as if i was a muslim one huh. ramadan i just yeah, did right. it and i just yeah. was like you know, I'm not one of these people that's like, my religion is, you know, if you don't believe in my religion, you're wrong. I just, right. it's, I, I always see the similarities and things. So I thought, oh, do you know what? I, I like this idea of respect and challenging myself. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh man, uh, kudos to anyone that does that every year. Or like, I, I did it during the summer and I was working and fuck, I, I just didn't tell anyone. Everyone was like, why are you not Did you do the whole lunch? month? did the month yeah wow and that I, is I, impressive I i'm genuinely no drink, impressed no yeah. drinking as well no as in no no liquid in the day yeah. during summer and working well, well that's the that's the rule with the muslim fasting is mm. that you don't eat or drink including water and people and, think it's just eating yeah yeah but it's not, eating it's no is just like fine people do like you know what's it called uh you know uh, intermittent, uh, fasting. intermittent fasting exactly yeah. and and but not having water or, or coffee or anything like that that's that's the brutal part and also it's not the one day i reckon i, I think i did four days in a row and then i just couldn't fucking hack it like it was because i didn't have a purpose you know what i mean if you're religious and you believe it sure. and of course my, my family is able to push through but as someone who was doing it just in solidarity with the rest of the family i was like fuck this i'm buddhist what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> the, i i've never done it but i have been i was in uh, istanbul uh, when the sun went down it was in the middle of ramadan and then it was amazing to be near the blue mosque and then Everyone's just waiting. The picnic rugs, everyone's there. And as soon as the sun's down, I've had never so much, so much food offered to me. Like I was having, we're just going, it's like one big festival. And I remember I was like, wow, everyone's really like hoeing into it as soon as the sun comes down. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, it's 40 degrees. They've been working all day. They're finally there with their family. And then my God, like it was, um, it was it was amazing food. We we had we had Nazim on the pod, and yeah, it was quite beautiful to hear. It was during Ramadan, I think, when we had him as, as well, and it was cool because the idea behind it is so brilliant. I think, which is that to get a sense of uh, empathy for why you know if you didn't have easy access to food and water, what your life would feel like. So it gives that you know perspective on knowing how someone who is less fortunate than you mm. lives. You know what I mean? So I think it's very, very... And what I found out as well is how little you have to eat to survive. Mm. As in like, you know, you, like Ben, you talk about these like big feasts and stuff. Like, But I would have like, I would be starving, starving, starving. Then I'd have a sandwich and I'd be full because your stomach shrinks, you know? And yeah. you're just yeah. like, you just... And then you have, so you just realise, God, I eat a lot of crap during the, like when I'm... Yeah. So much unnecessary stuff um and so that that i found really interesting you'd be looking forward to food and whatever and then you'd eat like all right i'll have this first and then i got my main meal but then you'd finish the whatever you the small thing you were supposed to eat and you're like fuck i i can't eat i can't yeah. eat anymore um because <laughs> your stomach does shrink and that happens i think we've talked about this with intermittent fasting as well like the first week is brutal when you're trying to change your eating window and then after a while it just becomes so normal that you almost forget that oh i used to have breakfast but i don't anymore or whatever your mm. window is but i want to come back to your 
Australia trip here. But bef before we go there, I do still want to circle around this area with so uh, with Ramadan that you try to attempt, or you did rather, I shouldn't say attempt. Yeah, uh, what your full month, which is incredible. What what was how old were you? What was the thinking behind it? Did you have a mate who was doing it, and you were able to follow their sort of the the times and things like that? Like how did it come about? Yeah, so it was all I all done it by myself. I was really was uh, it was right around the time that I mm -hmm. started to become religious. Right. My family aren't religious, so I kind of was found it on my own. And um, uh, I was uh, a teenager. I just started. Uh, I was volunteering for a charity. Such a wanker back then. Back then. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> I, it's so bizarre. I, I love. I love that you said it. But at the same time, it's so bizarre that we frame good deeds in, in in such a light oh i was volunteering for a charity so, and i'm finding uh, and finding a purpose and god and totally. wanker like why Don't you, gotta do also, what you gotta do when you know but it's such an amazing story and i reckon in any other circle you could probably say that sentence out loud kelsey without going i'm such a wanker but because you're a comedian among cynical <laughs> comedians what? It's You're impossible right. not to say it. You're spot on, <laughs> Ben. It's the cynical fucking comic industry that's making us like not appreciate people wanting to be no, better or you, find, you know. It is close to impossible to be sincere in this thing. Like, like it is. That's that is it's such. It's, it, 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 it is such an amazing thing. Like, I did some charity work, and then it opened my eyes to a whole new way of living that has made my life better. And then you just mm. pause and go. <laughs> that is so true and i can and just hear what the listeners were thinking like they've not heard of me you before. know what just, no i would say guy? i would say we have a beautiful listenership yeah, who are very much like it's it, it's like i've said to you as well when getting you on the pod it's like there's no wrong answers everyone's just keen to hear your story whoever the guest is even if you don't agree with the way they operate if they've found that their life is better because they did this and this and that People just enjoy. I think what our listeners like is someone choosing to keep seeking on how to live better. And whether that's nutrition, diet, sleep, you know, spirituality, uh, spirituality uh, psychedelics, we've covered that range. And I think that's really what it comes down to is our, yeah, our listeners yeah. love hearing people prioritizing their well being. You know what I mean? And however form that takes. So, so. Let's get the, you got the wanker out of the way, but for the rest of it, <laughs> please just be as earnest and sincere as possible because I love this shit. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. so what so age were we thinking? Was, yeah, yeah. Uh, what age? Some, some A teenager. Uh, yeah, right. Maybe so still seven, school and things like that. Something like that, yeah. And no religious parents. This was just sort of organic. No. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think the reason it all kind of, like it was right when I just, was it was, everything was coming at once. So like, you know, working for charity, you know, I wanted to do that because, you know, if you're religious, you should give back. And then uh, I was trying to really learn about religion. And then, uh, yeah, I just, I'm, I find it hard to explain, but um, I'm a Christian, but I'm so kind of not, I'm like the most relaxed, strict Christian you ever meet, if that makes sense. So I, I'm okay. always, I always want to learn about people's religions. And, uh -huh. you know, I read somewhere that there's, if, if you, if you like um, take, one tweak of the bible if you tweak the bible even the slightest bit it, it, in your opinion and you take that to be a separate religion because it's not it's or a different branch of christianity because it's not the same as the other ones they reckon there's about 
800,000 versions of Christianity, right? Like people going, well, I eat pork. And then, well, we don't eat pork. Or right, uh, we, right. We, we wear mixed cotton. We don't, you we know, all this kind of stuff. We don't swear. We swear. All that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. They reckon there's 800. So everyone can't be right. So I'm always up to hearing stuff. And then I, I learned more about Ramadan and also the similarities between Christianity and mm. Islam, you know, mm. Jesus and we Jesus believe in the in, same God. Yeah, Jesus he's in the Quran. He's in yeah. the Quran as uh, Isa, which is again Nazim Hussein's uh, first child's name, Isa. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think uh, I was learning about it and I, I just, and I obviously I knew Muslim people and I always just found it an incredible thing. And I thought, I wonder if I could dictate, you know, we have the same God. So I thought, I wonder if I can dictate a month at least and give it a go as a sign of like you said solidarity and uh just challenging myself and then there's that thing of once you do a few days you go all right can I do a week and then mm. once you once you're in you're in right and, uh, I just didn't tell anyone about it um the thing that I remember the most was it working in the summer and not being able to drink that mm. was the hard they, the food was not the issue it what was, was the work you were doing uh, so I was working more for, charity, uh, like, like, well, it was a, cha- it was, as in, it was a charity. It was in a shop. So yeah, okay, okay, I, there you go. Like, 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 like an op shop. Like, yes. Yeah, so I was sorting yeah. all the clothes and stuff and yeah. also helping out on the shop floor, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, it just, it's, it, it's hard to give a fuck about anything else when you're like, I really want to drink. Like it's, yeah. it's, do you know, it, it's, you, you kind of, I remember just kind of looking at people and just being like, I don't care, yeah. you know, as uh, all I want is a drink of water. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of a bizarre thing to put yourself through. Yeah. And, and can, can, can sorry, we just jump, just jump one back. It's like, I, I'm, I'm also fascinated at the fact that you found religion at such a young age, because most kids in their teens are either, you know, hitting, you know, music or hitting drugs, <laughs> sex and alcohol. And, what what was the what was the thinking? Like, do you remember when it tweaked, or when you were like, "Oh, this is something I want to explore further"? It was just it was in. Uh, I was doing. Uh, you got to pick like what classes you wanted to 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 do as extras, and I always was really fascinated with religion, and so I picked that. Yeah, and it's the it's the only class I got I ever got an A in because I had an interest. <laughs> Amen. Um, exactly. <laughs> so I think do you know what it was just it was just that thing of listening. You know. Uh, nothing was ever forced on me, but I was just kind of listening in that's religious true. classes and just it kind of, I was like, oh, I like this. I kind of believe in this. Yeah. And that's really, I love, I really love hearing that because the the upbringing that I had with, whether it was growing up in the Muslim house as a Buddhist or going to a Catholic school and, you know, or going to, you know, my Buddhist family and then they're feeling like I'm not a Buddhist enough. The feeling was like, it was thrust upon you. And if you're not, you know, mm. you you didn't have that. It didn't feel like I had that freedom to, find my own kind of vibe you know and I think maybe because you kind of it came so organically there's no rebellion against you know uh, uh, that 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 you know sense of authority or anything like that and and I'm also fascinated because I'm in fact just yesterday I was talking to someone who you know wanted to opt out of they were raised Catholic and decided they want to you know renounce it and in order to do that they have to go to the bishop and get their certificate for whatever the oh, um, right. i forget what it's called the was it the com, um communion or something whatever it was to kind of be reversed and all that blah 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 so and she said that her mom was so disappointed that she didn't go ahead mm. with it so most kids a lot of kids would have to come out 
as non-religious, what did you feel like you had a sense of having to come out as exactly. religious to your parents? Totally. My parents found it the fucking weirdest thing in the world. Like, like who's, Whose parents try and force their children to drink alcohol? They're like, come, everyone's doing this. <laughs> There's Everyone a lot of people in this. WA that I met through my <laughs> my partner's family that probably do that. <laughs> I, I, um, I feel like you did the double whammy though. Because did you go, hey, mom and dad, I've got I've got something to say. Um, I'm I'm religious. And they're like, oh, and also I'm a comedian. Ah! I know they were so disappointed I wasn't gay. I can't tell you. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> so, so yeah good. what was what was that like having to cut you know tell your folks they would just just didn't understand it they yeah. uh they would sometimes drop me off at church and they'd be like all right go do your little cult thing and then we'll we'll see you in the afternoon yeah. um yeah they didn't they didn't get it um they didn't get in actually, the way either did they no, they didn't get in the way, mm. uh, but it was it was just a th- it wasn't really spoken about to be honest. It was just a kind of it was like it was like a kid joining a band. It's just a thing they did, you know. Uh-huh. So they weren't uh, scared of losing you. Do you know what I mean? Like, were they? Did they get a bit panicky at the start? You know, like you, you hear about those, you know, like the people lose, you know, from, from different faiths that it's it's a hardcore part of the religion that you're following. Did they panic at all, or did they were like, yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, there's certain aspects like drinking and. Uh, and other sort of beliefs they were just a bit like well you know you don't it's it's not all they're just kind of doing the thing of you know it's not all bad like because I was was just like oh well and I'm very not like this anymore but I was like why would you it leads to sin and anyone who does it is an idiot and they were just kind of like well you know you can have a good time and not be irresponsible and yeah, it can be so. So they were just on that kind of like, okay, let's not turn this into a fucking you know Bible session at home. So they they just didn't want that to input because I would try and stop them from drinking. Well, I was gonna like, ask, not a, yeah, not in a weird. Just I just I would just be like, and and again, it's someone I'm not anymore. But I was like, just a very passive aggressive. Why do you uh-huh. feel like you need to do that? Do you feel yeah. like you need to do this to have a good time? Yeah. Really killing like, the buzz. Really ruining. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah exactly. You're really, come on. <laughs> Did you, have a, did you have a sense of, uh, and I have this with my relatives uh, who, uh, you know, who are strong believers that there's a lot of like, they're wanting me to convert or change and things like that. And it's not, it's coming from a good place. Like it, it, it used to grind on me, but now I understand mm. it's coming from a good place because they believe so strongly that if you're not part of this team, you're going to have an eternity of, of hell. And, and so to save me, they want to do this because they love me. So I, I get that. I still don't like it. I still push back because I don't think that's, I, I, I'm uncomfortable with the, the arrogance of it, I guess. Right. Yeah. But, but did you at the time, because compared to now, let's say, uh, did you at the time feel the need to want to save your loved ones or you felt like they've got their own path? Um, I probably did feel like that a little bit. Um, because I was just so ingrained into it, but not, I mean, I'm the sort of person now where if someone comes up to me in the street and goes, excuse me, can I talk to you about Jesus? I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, yeah. I just, I don't, I, I, I don't. It's my day it. off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. Sunday. It's God's yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I don't, I don't think the best way to get someone to join your way of thinking is bombarding them with, information and that you're right I think it should be like a way that I kind of came to it of the information is out there 
we're here with the doors are always open that's why i quite like the church that i went to is that we we would do communion but it would be non-alcoholic because they wanted to they they believed that the alcohol wasn't necessary and that mm. if someone was coming that's an alcohol reformed alcoholic yeah they wouldn't feel like they couldn't take part in service oh. so i i like so what was I it right being it was it was something that was blessed that was uh, a fruit juice that was of right. something which right. does feel it does, does feel it try to be ridiculous. the same color like ribena prune juice like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. uh i think it Coke. was a prune juice actually yeah <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of people rushing off to the bathroom as soon as they had it um, <laughs> but, the, the power of christ is flowing through you yeah it's yeah. coming at the wrong end <laughs> um yeah talk about holy spirit right and um so yeah, I, I I like the idea of, you know, the door is open if you need us. Yes. You know, call us anytime. Yeah. It, you know, it's kind of like a distant relative. We, uh-huh. we we're here if you need us. You know, yeah. if you need money. It's a very netball approach. Here if you need. You know. Exactly. And, and I always remember enjoying that about Buddhism when I learned Buddhism was if it was a very much going. Hey, this is what we reckon. If you want to like have a crack, have a crack. But if not, keep looking. Like find the thing that's yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. But this is what we reckon is. I'll tell you what as well, boys. Um, something I do love is the difference between going to church in the UK and going ah. to the church, going to church in Australia. Because mm. I first came here in 2019 uh, and did the Adelaide Fringe. So I was there for a month. And uh, the first Sunday, when I go to church, I wear Sunday best. So I, I go in a suit. I don't oh, wear wow. a tie, but I'd go in a suit. That was <laughs> And um, and is that just something that your church did, or something that you just do, or like, what's the thinking behind that? Uh, it's it was it was about no, everyone dressed smart. Yeah, you didn't have to wear a suit, but everyone dressed smart. You know, shirt and yeah. you know, the iron that kind of thing. So I always wear leather the corporate shoes. That's happening at seven pm. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, don't even ask me about the fee. Um, <laughs> but I, that was what I would wear. So I was just so used to that. Anyway, I rock up on uh, 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 oh, these two really nice people after a show. So we we go to a church, blah, blah, blah. If we pick you up at your hotel, would you come come join us for service? And I was like, absolutely. So we drive off to this church. And I said, so what's it like? And they said, oh, we, it's it's quite a cool church. You know, there's, there's a lot of young people that go. Uh, there's like a church band and stuff that play before the service starts. I was like, oh, this sounds cool. Mm. I go in and it looks like people have turned up for a barbecue. I was like, is this the service? And then yeah. I was, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, it's about to start. <laughs> and the priest walks on with shorts and thongs on. And I was, And I was there full suit looking around and and the thing is that these two people had mentioned the day like in whatever group they're part of that there's this english comedian that's gonna that's gonna rock up and they're like oh it's cool to have an english guy i think they all saw me come in and went oh my god they literally dressed like downs and abbey like they were just (laughs) they were just couldn't i I felt so out of place i felt like their dad to come and pick them up after practice Uh, you know and i was like and it was so funny. And the priest just went up and went, does anyone, does anyone have any thoughts for this week? Anyone? And you just get these people come up going, yeah, I was just thinking about God this week. And then they start talking about their life. And I'm like, it was so informal. And the uh-huh. way it is in the UK is you're in a cold building that's been there since, you know, Jesus's time. And, uh, you know, it's just old people. Everyone's dressed well. There's 
there's depressing orchestral music going on and you just kind of sit through it and go, well, you know, I, I hope that I won't go to hell because I've had to sit through this bullshit. Um, and so well, imagine, was it like, outside? Imagine oh, sorry, yeah. Was it, was was it, it like, like, was it in outside? Adelaide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was inside. Yeah, right. Yeah. I love the idea of you going back to UK and England and telling your mates about the Aussie church and it would just, they wouldn't believe it. It sounds like you're just stereotyping Aussies going, oh, mate, come on. That's, that's a bit. open a beer mid-service. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, funny, it's funny you say that, Aussie, because like one of my first ever paying gigs in comedy, which was I didn't know, was uh, at a church gathering. So um, the James Squires, this would be the James Squires pub in Docklands and they used to have this mm. big thing. And then one day, a friend of mine who I just started comedy said, hey, do you want to come do a gig? Uh, I've got a big crew of people there. Now, I didn't know it was their church gathering and they all have a beer and they talk about their religion. But I remember I got there with another comic who uh, was religious and I wasn't. And I was like, he goes, oh, this is my church group. I was like, oh. And before I was about to go to stage, he goes, oh, just so you know, I, I, you can't swear, you can't talk about drugs, sex or alcohol. And I had just come back from Amsterdam. I was like, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on drugs. And I'm- <laughs> Solid 20 on prostitutes. You didn't nothing, <laughs> Just a really, speaking of Mary Magdalene. I was going to ask, sorry, Kelsey. I was yeah, going to ask, like, in terms of, um, you know, like I said, the, the broad theme of the podcast is really about well-being. And do you have a sense of what, uh, what it has provided you from the time you were seeking uh, to now, like the fulfillment. For example, let's, let me counter it, say with running. I hated running. All of a sudden started running. Now I have this thing that I do for my mental well-being because I love getting out there and freeing my, you know, getting out of my head. But at the same time, I'm having like physical benefits as well. I'm staying fitter, mm. something I did not predict. So do you have, when you look back, you think about how, what religion or, or Christianity has provided for you that has, you know, you can identify as being better for you now yeah absolutely do you know i think i think the main thing is just a general belief that there's someone out there looking out for you uh-huh. i think there's that i think it's just that yeah. i think when things are tough or you're, you're or you're worried about something or you know whether you know it could be anything financial or whatever it is just just to feel like you know we got this the same reason some people go and see mediums and stuff or uh-huh. people that predict the future it, even if there's a slight chance it's bullshit hearing someone say your grandmother's fine or, you know, you you don't worry about your finances, you you know, it's going to be fine in the future. It's, I don't know if it's just that kind of, okay, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if it's, if it's real, but I hope it is. I think that's, that's kind of my comfort. It's it's, it's a comfort that, and and a lot of it, even praying and stuff, it's mainly, you know, it's. I wanted uh, to ask, is that something you do on a regular basis? Every day. Yeah. I pray every day. Okay. Yeah. is that in the form of, uh, is, is it like meditation? Are you sitting? Are you walking? Like how, how does that look? What is yeah, it? it could be anywhere. Uh, it, it is. So I always do it before I go to bed. And that could be a sort of form of meditation. It doesn't take long. It can be, it can be just something's happened in your day that you're really grateful for. You know, you got booked for, I got booked for a gig that I wasn't, I didn't think I would or whatever. You just kind of just do a little thank you nod. Uh, mm. It's not as serious as you might think it would be. Um Sorry, sorry. sorry. I was going to say, for me, I find praying or the praying that I used to do as a kid, uh, it's very akin to the gratitude journaling I do now. Do you know what I mean? It's about just taking stock and appreciating what I have in my life or what I'm looking forward to in my life. And and I find that 
praying is that is for example with my mom at least she still prays and and for her it's very much about grounding herself and you know going oh thank you for this and thank you for that so while i'm thanking and you know nothing necessarily she is specifically thanking you know allah or whatever so i'm guessing yeah, yeah, it has yeah. that similar you know real benefit to to yeah, yeah, yeah. to grounding yourself to be honest, I wish you mentioned the uh, gratitude journal during my charity bit, so I didn't feel like such a wet. <laughs> <laughs> right, where is it? I can bring it out. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna because I, I, I have one similar, but so mine is just in the morning. So in the morning, because I have a sauna. You meditate. Yeah, but I meditate. I meditate in the sauna. So I mean, that's the okay. Same bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so so, that, what, that, so that, what? So talk me through your process. What are you thinking about? So what you're I, grateful for? Yeah. So yeah. So in the morning, I'm just grateful. Usually I have like three things. There's something I'm grateful for, something I look forward to in the future, uh, and something uh, that'll sort of like, kind of like a mantra uh, in the mornings mm. that I kind of do at the end of my meditation. So the one I always do is, uh, you know, and it sounds... If is I your mantra, now, is your mantra, what's your name? What do you do? What's your name? What, what do you do? What do you, you, what do, you do? What do you do? What do you do? Oh, oh, Footscray. I know a bit about Footscray. And off I go. No. <laughs> the, um, no the other one is... Um, um, you know, it's a bit of chanting in the morning and, uh, and the absolute truth is internal and it's, um, and I kind of like that one and I sort of, uh, sort of hum along, uh, into the sauna into that one and the field of vibrations. And that kind of is the end of my meditation. And then in the mm -hmm. end, I'm like, look, I can only control kind of, you know, and sometimes it has a different meaning every morning. So sometimes like, oh, I, I can only control what I do. Um, I can only give the best to my family. There's nothing else I can do. And other times it feels deeper. I'm like, wow, am I, mm. you know, an organism? That one of many in this garden right now. So it kind of changes, but the grounding I have and it, you know, sort of caps off the day is like, oh, now I can start the day. And I, right. and I think where you either do it in the morning or in your case in, in the evening or stuff, like I think it sometimes has a similar effect, I, I think. Do you know, I heard a quote the other day and it is religious. You might have even heard of this because I think it's kind of gone viral recently. Um, but I, I I heard it years ago and then I heard it again. I was like, oh, fuck, I love that quote. And, you, and I kind of think you don't really need to be religious to kind of understand it. But it's a good it's a good kind of um, uh, I, I think it's a good way of uh, thinking about religion in a certain way. It's not kind of not got anything to do with what we we're talking about, but it's a it's a thing of. Um, you know, uh, a lot of religious people look for guidance and there's this idea of there's a grand plan for you. Um, mm. uh, uh, and, you know, and the kind of way I've, I've learned about the plan that you're supposed to have is that there's a general A to B, but the, the idea of your given free will is that you, we don't know how we're going to get there. And, you know, it's a bit like a video game. There's the, you've got the end result, but you kind of get to choose you know what who you who, i was gonna say who you kill which is not very christian but you know like you know <laughs> you kind of get to decide how you get there but the quote was something about um uh how would you feel if you if you find out if you go to heaven and god sits in front of you and go and slides a piece of paper in front of you and goes dude this is what you were supposed to be this mm. is what i planned for you mm. what happened yeah, David Goggins, I think, is a is fueled by it. David Goggins yeah, talks about that's that. Right. Yeah, and Matt, I love that quote. And it's such a it's such a you need we need more stuff like that in religion. Yeah. That's kind of just a bit less preachy, more kind of thought provoking. That's and, the and, kind, and that's, also practical, right? In the sense of going, it's about fulfilling your potential and not underperforming. You know, uh, the, what your whatever your potential is, and that's the thing because 
we're, we're, we're starting to get pushback about, oh, you don't have to be this, you know, Instagram model or the superstar, like, and all that stuff, because these are, you know, unrealistic expectations, all that I agree with. But the truth is that does not mean that you need to compromise on what your potential is. Like mm. you can still be the best, you know, accountant, the best, uh, um, your father or whatever. And, and, you know, use that, make that your goal and ambition mm. rather than just saying, Oh, life's, you know, meaningless. So I'm just going to give up, you know, definitely. Isn't that religion to some degree, Kelsey religion, kind of, I guess, listening and also wanting to, you know, because for religion to survive, they need people to come on board. Like, you know, like it's sort of that, you know, it's not like it's a, you know, like an Instagram account, but you know, that I, the idea that you need to sort of maybe reinvent yourself and the idea that so much, if you think of oldie religion, or I think back to, you know, the early days, it's like you did everything to ensure that you had a better afterlife. That was, it was all based on that, that this was just a waiting room to get to the main spot that now it feels like it's changing a bit where you're like, actually, you've got important work to do here. And then mm. the afterlife is a bonus. Is that kind of, does that make sense? Yeah, no. And I used to think about that a lot. I used to be mainly about thinking about the next bit. And that was the whole kind of work for charity, do good, you know, and it was, it was almost, it was, it was bordering on not healthy, you know? Um, whereas, yeah, now I think that is a much better way of thinking of just like, and, and I'm so relaxed with it now. I'm just like, just try it. Just, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I try and pray every day. I do pretty much do that. But if I don't, I don't beat myself up about it. I'm right. like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you don't it's do fine. the Silas from, from Da Vinci Code and like self-flagellate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I do that after so- a bomb. Just, and, and just listening back to the set that was my how dare you thought that was funny you fucking moron sometimes the, the promoters do that to me themselves so on that I, I again like i don't know how to approach this question but when when you when you can you tell if someone else is is religious like follows a similar religion like do you i'm not saying it's like a gaydar but do you know what I mean? When you, do you want to, do you want to be like, like, There's nah. actually an app that God a, a Christian within your facility, yeah. <laughs> but do you reckon, like, do you, is, there, like, is there a connection when you meet somebody like, oh, actually, I reckon he's a, a believer or whatever you want it for. Do, is, is, is there a feeling? Like, I'm, I'm always curious about that. I'm going to say something that, I'm, um, that, that I might get lit up about. Uh, I generally fucking hate meeting other Christians. <laughs> um, and w- generally i like it you said generally so generally why what in, in what I, sense? I, I <laughs> sorry we lost ben <laughs> <laughs> just because i didn't see it coming i did not see it coming <laughs> it really threw me <laughs> took half an hour of all this talk i'll tell you why i hate the mirror i thought you were gonna I thought you were going to get really spiritual. It's like when they walk in the room, we connect straight away. <laughs> <laughs> when they walk in the room, I walk out, mate. <laughs> you know, I think it's a bit like if you're vegan and people just want to talk about you being vegan and you're just yeah, like, yeah. mate, it's it's a, it's the smallest part of my day. You know, right. it's, it's, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I feel. Right, if it's a right. kind of like, hey, we're, we, you know, oh, you're religious as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, but then if they want to know what church I go to, what what I've been doing recently, you know, what Bible passage, it's just, I'm just like, dude, I'm I like, think, come on. 
I think you've unlocked something for me that I've been wrestling with for 37 years, which was understanding why my mom's approach to Islam was more comforting to me than my her sisters or her brothers. It's because of that thing. It was one of many facets to her that she strongly believed in and followed that path, but it didn't define who she was when she conversed with me. Whereas with my mm. uncles and auntie or my grandma, that was the only thing they seemed to come back to is why am I not Muslim or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I think that is, I think you've just unlocked it. It's not about what they believe that upset me. It's that they cannot. Yeah. It was just this. It was. There was yeah. It's just, there was and, more and to also, life than just that. And it's kind of a personal thing. And I'm just like, this is, yeah. this is just a thing I do on my own. And you know, it's, I, I find it weird talking about it. Like, not like this, but like if yeah. people want, just like, I'm just like, it's just a thing I do. It's a bit mm. like, you know, if a comic, if we go to a party and people just want to talk to you about comedy, you're just like, Oh, you know, it's just, it, that's how it feels mm. a little bit like, you know, yeah. I've just, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it, but no, I, I think that I think for Dylan, I, we know exactly what it's like when you all, all it's just question after question after question when you mm. when you're a comedian, and that's why I always say I work in local government. Oh, well, <laughs> so, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 staying silent because I just love any attention on me. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah just keep yeah, talking oh, to man. me. I, I, I finally was, feel I, like I matter. <laughs> I always say I, I work in admin, and then I realize it backfired one day when I had to get I had to get an Uber. I was really late for a gig, and I said, and I said, oh mate, I, you know, uh, you know, it'd be great if I could get there as soon as possible. He's like, oh, cool. What do you do? And I was like, I work in admin, and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I just said, so, but I was really like, so if we can get there pronto, and we're talking pronto. about nine o'clock at night, and he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how much paperwork does this company need to? But I was like, oh, didn't yeah, think about yeah, it. it's some serious it's, filing. It's, it's, Seriously, yeah, it's, it's 7 a.m. in LA, so I need to, you know, before the yeah, office so, opens, yeah, the yeah, LA yeah. branch. Um, you've uh, we to just to take us out here. Um, you are wearing a hit workout outfit. Oh man, um, yeah. And and yet, I think you've mentioned that you don't exercise and you have a reason. No, I, do. For it. <laughs> I wear it ironically. Yeah, um, yeah. I I I was really into it, and I was actually really into it. Uh, just before the lockdown, I tried to keep it up for about I don't know four four or five months during the lockdown, and then I just I just kind of got too depressed doing it just in the living room. You know, I just found mm. no enjoyment out of it. But um, you weren't getting I, into Joe Wick or whatever the fucking name was. was, was no, fucking talk, we're talking about wankers. Anyway, uh, no, <laughs> um, no, no, no. I, I no, he's great, but I um no, I don't. I, I I could never do the kind of like come on guys one one more. And I, I was just, I, I tried to watch a Joe Wick. I did one. Who and is I, Joe Wick? I, I just Joe keep Wick, thinking Keanu doing... Reeves. No, no, it was, it was, he was the English guy who did all the, it, it went viral. I, I did it with my family in lockdowns for like uh -huh. nearly a month where you did, he did a, a, a live YouTube exercise. You did it? Yeah, you did I, it. You, we did oh, it heaps. Mate, we did I, it heaps. Ooh, it's I a good looking watch, I tried to watch three different videos of him. And do you know what you don't want to hear from a personal trainer is how hard, they are finding it. Yeah, he kept, yeah. That that was what pissed me off. He kept going right, and three more crunches. Then he go, oh my god, I'm really so. Oh my god. Oh my. And I'm like, ah. like you just don't want to hear. You want to hear positive. You want to be like, fuck, I nearly didn't make it through that time, guys. Like he's such a what, like complainer that I just could. I just had to stop watching. Right. It's such an intense um, accent. Well, do, do you reckon yeah. that's that's part of the, the 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 hook is like he feels like he's an everyman who's struggling as well is that why people related to yeah him? but, it's hard but he to... was yeah he was if the hook was a he was the first one to do it b he was on he did it every day and three he just like captured 
like everyone stuck at home. So he was yeah. just trying to sort of beaming into their living room and it was aimed at grandmas all the way to little kids. So I think, I, I, we, I have to admit, there was a period where we were looking forward to it. But then I felt like he jumped the shark when he was like, okay, it's Spider-Man workout. And he was in a Spider-Man costume. I'm like, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Running out of ideas this week, Joe. Um, no, yeah. and then, so, but I, I got really into fitness when I was about 18 and um, I was I was going about five, six times a week. They, they had to kick me out of the gym. Uh, and I was going, for, and we're talking like, I'd be there for like two and a half hours, lifting weights, really was gaining muscle mass and stuff. Um, and then what happened was one day I got really lazy on, uh, I was doing a, just like over, over the head with dumbbells, just like a yeah. shoulder shoulder press. But what you're supposed to do is stick stick them on your on your knees and then use your knees to kick them up, you uh-huh. know, to kick up, to kick up the weights. And I was just in my own little bubble, lazy. And I just went straight from, uh, with my right arm, picked it up from the floor and went straight up. And because it's a ball and socket joint, I must have hit it at a weird angle. And the weight pushed my arm out the socket, dislocated, and then just like screwed it back. And then my arm, because it just locked, I just like held onto the weight. So like your arm dislocated Holy in the air shit. and then it just dragged it behind me. And I was just like, I just screamed and I was like on the floor. And then it was just like hanging out for like 10 minutes. And, and the, the, here's the, here's, here's if you wanted to find people at the gym as <laughs> this is the best example. No one helped me because everyone was in their own fucking zone. Yeah. Everyone was uh... so self-obsessed. No one yeah. heard. And it wasn't like I screamed, like it was, it's such a shock to your body. It was just like a, ah, like that. And then my body was in so much shock and that, you know, adrenaline, whatever pumps through you that I was just, I didn't really know what happened, but all I, my arm couldn't unlock from the dumbbell. I couldn't open my hand. And I realized when I looked and my shoulder was just not pointing the right way. Uh, I was like, fuck, I think I've dislocated this, uh-huh. but no, like I said, no one was helping. And it was, and I go so late at night that they would kick me out. So this was nine o'clock at night. So there was hardly anyone there. Um, ah! And uh, so I was just like lying, like on the floor. And it, looked, it probably looked like I was stretching or something, but I was there for about 10 minutes and I thought I need to go and get help. But I didn't, I'm so fucking British. Didn't want to cause a fuss. I didn't want to shout out. So I thought I'm just going to drag myself <laughs> up with my fucking limp arm over to someone. Right. So, yeah well that's it so i i tried to drag my i tried to pull back on the seat i was standing uh sitting oh, on. and as i pulled onto the seat my arm went and then popped back yep. in but then here's the thing is a couple like twice a year it will just pop out on its own and i have a real fear it's going to happen one day on stage there's been a couple of times i've gestured on stage and i, I call like a wobble you can just feel it like just start to go out the socket and then go back in. And I've just gestured and gone, fuck. Because the thing is, once it, uh, once it pops out, you just, I I don't know if it's different for everyone, but I just drop. Like I just, just, there's been times I've been Mm. at home. Like one time I went to grab something out the fridge, did it at a weird angle, popped out. And then I just like dropped to the floor. And then I'll just, sometimes I'll be there for like, if I'm, there was one time I was on my own and I was on the floor for about an hour because I couldn't, you can't do anything. You can't. You can't put your hands above your head. Laying down, no, why would I be? Why would I do that? Well, that that's because I have the same problem, so I've been living with it for like 20 years and I need shoulder surgery, so you will need shoulder surgery eventually. Oh man, I never even went to a doctor about it or a physio, yeah. But the problem is, the more you dislocate it, the more the bone wears, 
So the like I've been told that I don't have like compared to my other shoulder, I've lost a lot of uh, bone out of my socket. So the, the, is the, that the, just with age though? And like no, you with your every time you 20, do oh, it, bone out of a socket. Sorry, you referring bone to out of the socket. So every time you do it, like I haven't done it for a couple of years. Touch wood, but I used to do it all the time, and it's like it's horrible. It, it's so weak that I yeah. built all the muscles and tendons around it to avoid it. But ultimately, friend of the show Adam Rosenbach, he said, "Go get it done because once you've got it done." You've got that, but like, yeah, you know, I'm so conscious of hands above my head, and also if someone, if someone, if someone was to throw a basketball and I try to catch it with my left arm, bye bye, out of force. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, yeah, there's certain things I can't do, and do you know, I still try to, I still try to go to the gym. About, I think I gave it a week and then tried to go back, and uh, and this was why I, so I quit the gym for ages after this incident, and then I went back to it sort of about. 2019 but it was the week after I was doing a a bench press and I was like loading weights loading weights and then there was one time where I pushed up and my shoulder just like I felt it like wobble and I just went no thanks and I just Mm. like slowly put it back and I just thought can you imagine just like it dislocating at that point (sighs) and and I just thought no I I, so I just quit altogether yeah Um, but yeah, I never went as sort. So I wear a shoulder. If I do any exercise, I wear a shoulder strap. Okay. Uh, to to help with that, yeah. Because you because you are in good nick. So I'm curious with is that just over time you've never had a indulgent kind of uh, attitude towards food and stuff like that. And oh, man. and we're we're I'm all non drinkers here as well. But oh, you're the worst. Uh, I so I'm actually going through a thing at the moment where I've got some uh some weird gut issues and I've had it for about uh. I don't know, six months now. I need to really go to the doctor again about it. Um, I've been seeing like a nutritionist and try, I've been all, all sorts of uh, diet thing. I, I think I've, in, I've involuntarily made myself gluten intolerant because I got told to avoid it. And then what no one told me was if you avoid it for long enough, you can you can make uh, yourself you develop it in your own tolerance. I, I, I feel like I had that, that with lactose, by the way. Just I've, I've been having black coffee so much that now when I have milk it, it doesn't really sit well with me right i i just had it i had toast a few weeks ago hey, um, but you have that, so much ice cream i can have dairy no gluten and dairy he's talking to me he's oh, talking oh, to me all right he, he, uh but yeah I, I i still struggle with it but doesn't mean i don't have it okay <laughs> like yeah. it's ice cream mate i'm not gonna say no I love it the little bit of milk Love it a little bit of the milk's the one that tips you over. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, the ice cream does fuck me up. I just have it anyway. But it was right. not a thing that I used to have in the past. That's my point. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm on the, like, I had uh, gelato last night and I was fucking struggling this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, so I don't know what. I think it was from eating unhealthily for ages just as a comic like my I, the, my diet still now isn't good but I, i'm eating in the day for the first time in fucking years because my wow. for years i was eating <laughs> i my my first meal of the day would be 11 p.m like that was oh, what? Yeah. well that's because you're so busy with your admin work at 9 p.m oh <laughs> 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 um, I just wouldn't be hungry in the day and also didn't like to eat before gigs. So, and then, so wouldn't eat. And then I would just binge <laughs> eat. And then I, I love, eat. 
Sorry to cut you off. It just hit me. I love the idea of me and Ben and the, our listeners being so beautifully open-minded about your religious, uh, you know, journey and going, yeah, that makes sense. Even though I'm an atheist, I'm like, no, I really love hearing it. You saying I don't eat till 11 o'clock. I'm like, this guy's a fucking Satan. What is he? <laughs> fucking absolute nut you sleep at night? Yeah, 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 what a fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, uh, we need to start wrapping up. Unfortunately, yeah, do, I need do, to. Do. I need to uh, get the hell out of here. But uh, man, I can't believe uh, how, uh, like how much we still have to cover. There's I know we have like, to get you back for a Patreon. Uh, um, sleep so as amazing. well, but also yeah, because uh, you would uh, again just sizzle it. Don't go into detail. But you were doing a podcast where you were talking to some very interesting people with alternating beliefs. Like was it what you didn't you were you didn't you come in comics lounge with the medium ones and things like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who were some so, of the other guests that you've had and what's the name of the podcast? Yeah. So the podcast called uh Anti-Skeptic. Um and so it was basically the the reason I started it was I I was I was thinking about how many questions people ask me about religion and whatever. And I and I do talk about it on stage, not as much at the moment, but people are always interested in that side of my life. So I thought, well wouldn't it be interesting to talk about talk to people that are kind of seen as outsiders or have weird things that they believe in. So there was a, so I did a, a, a psychic medium. I, I did a, a, an astrologer who was also a flat earther. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and the Sorry, that, uh, that's a that genuinely disrespectful involuntary response that yeah. a, astrologer who is a flat earther. If there's a podcast you should you should listen to, it's that one because you'll hear me because I did all this research about astrology and then he was like, oh, I should probably mention I believe the Earth is flat as well. And I'm like, dude, why am I talking about astrology when this yeah. is way more interesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he talks about the why he how he can be, you know. And I and the, the the weird thing about that is I know we're running out of time, but just to cut a long story short, he invited. He's also a Reiki healer, so he invited me to come and have a session, and he was like. And and I and I turned up. Oh man, we should have spoke about this. It's way more interesting. Well, pa- um, I reckon pause it. I genuinely pause say, it. We'll do the Patreon because, because I'd love to do a Patreon about this if you're comfortable. Chatting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, shall I, shall I leave a teaser? Yeah, leave a teaser. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so there was a point where he was healing me, and uh, I felt him stroking my legs. And I was like, <laughs> this is, and I was like, this is weird. Uh, <laughs> anyway, and, no, but anyway, I. I, it's I the opposite to Reiki. Yeah, no, no. I, this I, is this I, like yeah, Reiki bad. Because he was like stroking my legs all up my thigh, and I could feel him coming up to my stomach. And I was like, just as a guy on another guy, I was like, this is weird. So I just opened my eyes, and his hands were hovering above me. They were nowhere near me. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Okay, and I just see that yeah. coming. Very good sizzle. Right, right, right. That's a yeah, very yeah, good yeah. sizzle. Okay, very okay. good sizzle. Turns out he, um, <laughs> yeah, he was, hey, got... was rubbing against you. Not yeah. his hand. <laughs> <laughs> just dick hitting you in the face. Um, next, where's Mel- next year's Melbourne show is all about that. <laughs> uh, hey, Kelsey, uh, before we go, where can people find you? Where can people find you? What's the podcast called? What's your Instagram? Yeah, handle? podcast is uh, Anti Skeptic. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram. That's my main thing. Just search for my name, Kelsey D. Almeida. Excellent. Uh, ben, you've uh, we've uh, got a few live shows in, in the Comics Lounge. I'm going to be yep. in W in regional towns. Uh, in Queensland, I'm going to be as well. So I'll put all those on my Instagram. Derek J for Instagram for me. Ben Lomas Comic for Ben. Yes, and Fitbit Pod as well as Patreon.com slash Fitbit Pod. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Kelsey. That is incredible. That Honestly, thanks, I really appreciate you really sharing enjoyed all this. that. No, thanks thanks for so much. Me. Heaps of fun. So thanks again, listeners, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.